Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. In today's episode, we will talk about how tapping could be the key for trauma healing, emotional eating, and overcoming food addiction. Then we're covering our favorite wellness tips to prepare for the new year, plus how to work out for weight loss. This is part four of my Healthy AF series to help inspire you to have a total wellness and weight loss transformation. And don't worry, you don't have to go at it alone. In fact, if you are ready to get Healthy AF in 2023 with me and other Food Heals Nation listeners, stay tuned to the end of the episode and I will tell you exactly how we can have a total wellness transformation together in 2023. But first, I've got interviews with Brittany Watkins. She is America's leading expert in EFT tapping for weight loss, and she's going to help us stop emotional eating permanently and lose the weight for good. Then I've got the Jing Slingers, Jay and Joy, plus Sophie Uliano, and we're having a candid conversation about setting intentions rather than resolutions for weight loss in the new year and exactly how to do it. Then we're talking to Rob and Devin. Those are our friends from Open Sky Fitness with some fat burning exercises, tips, and tricks. And then finally, I've got Ella Majors, the sexy fit vegan here, talking about how to bust body fat with the right balance of nutrition and exercise. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy. I was kicked out of my house when I was 15. And whenever I say that, I say it like very, uh, almost like it happened to somebody else. And a big part of that is because I went so, so deeply into my traumas and I, I healed them from like the inside out. And that's one of the things we'll talk about today. But yeah, that led me to, well, at first I thought that I was just, that I just needed to go on a diet because I was living, I, I found, I was like kind of living from friend's house to friend's house. And then I, I don't know, I convinced somebody, somebody who was over the age of 18 to co-sign for me to rent a room in this house. Mm-hmm. And it was like, very scary moment of my life where I mean, 15, I felt very grown up at the time, but 15 is really young. And so I remember sitting in my room late at night and there was a Taco Bell across the street and I would go and I would order three Mexican pizzas. I don't even know if they have those anymore. <laughs> um, I would eat those at night and to kind of like fill up my belly. I thought I was really hungry. And then in the morning I would wake up and I would feel bad and I would be like, God, I need to start a diet and I would eat nothing but chicken breast and broccoli and, you know, that whole cycle. And so then I I woke up and I was, you know, I'd gained 30 or 40 pounds and that was kind of how the diet binge cycle started for me. And luckily I I started in therapy around like 15, 16 as well. And this therapist came in to one of our set. We'd been working together for about a year and he came in to, and, 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 oh, I had told him about my problems with my struggle with eating and my weight. I was talking about my weight and he was the one that kind of directed me and he was like, well, maybe it's emotional. And that was where I learned about Janine Roth and emotional eating. And I realized that it was psychological, but no matter what, I could not make myself do the exercises. So I, I had identified that I was an emotional eater. I'm like, okay, I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm this, but like, 
I can't just call a friend or take a walk or tell myself no. I had such a strong rebellious side and I basically didn't have any willpower at all to fight it. And so Anyway, I, I was kind of battling myself in therapy and I was talking to this therapist a lot about that and other issues. And I remember him coming in one day and he goes, you know, I learned something over the weekend and it just seems really weird, but I think it might help you. And that was when we, he taught me EFT or tapping. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving that session and it was the first time that I felt all of the yuckiness in my body leave. I, I just remember why I felt like I was walking on clouds and I, and every week I would go back and I would say, Steve, let's do that tapping thing. Steve, let's do that tapping thing. So as we work together in therapy, we used it for everything. We used it on all my traumas and, you know, my relationship with my parents and, you know, all the things that were, that were really bothering me and going on in my life as a, you know, struggling homeless 15 year old. The only thing that it wasn't working on was my weight. It still wasn't working on my weight. So with EFT tapping, there's a very specific protocol that kind of everybody teaches. And once you learn the protocol, you can basically, you know, you can basically overcome any kind of psychological thing from like stress and anxiety to having a fear of flying to, um, having, you know, feeling sad about a relationship or really anything, you know, you, you kind of become your own therapist. The only thing it didn't work on was the weight and the food cravings. And I was still doing the emotional eating and the binge eating. But it did work on the motivation is what you're saying. So like the fact that you were like, oh my gosh, I I know what I should do, but I just can't do it. It wasn't working on the willpower. I had all the motivation in the world, but it wasn't allowing me to, my willpower sucked. And so because (laughs) I was learning about all this psychology, I learned that the subconscious mind has 80% of the decision-making vote on everything that we do. And so What I realized, and so like the conscious mind, the 20% that was saying like, okay, I'm only going to eat chicken and I'm going to go for a run today. That's the part of the decision. That's the part of the mind that we make the decision from. That's the, that's the conscious brain. Well, the, the subconscious has 80%. So it was overriding. So I realized that I had to trick my subconscious mind into not wanting the food anymore. I mean, fast forward 15 years into the future, I literally used myself as a human science experiment, figuring out all the different ways and all the different issues that I had around food and food cravings and emotional eating and eating at night and snacking when I'm bored and drinking when I'm excited and overeating and like all the things. And through the course of 15 years, developed my own version of tapping, which we call the Watkins method now, that is specifically for weight. And everybody that is a tapper, that if they're listening and they know that you know what tapping is, everybody came to me and said they had the same problem is that, Brittany, I can get tapping to work for every other issue, but I can't get it to work with weight. And that was my issue as well. I got it to work for everything. My life was like so great. I was, you know, I'd, I was so successful. I finished high school. I had a great job. I had a new car. Like my relationship with my family improved, but I couldn't get a handle on the weight. And so anyway, just over the course of 15 years and like literally being my own lab rat, I developed a sequence that's a, a methodology now that we've been teaching for 10 years through my cor- my online courses and my coach certif- certification programs now. Well, you are very good at telling your story, but we have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, girl. Go for it. <laughs> I'm, I have to tell you, I'm so fascinated by I want to get into the details about what is tapping and that kind of thing, but I'm so fascinated that at 15, you were open to something that was probably a little outside the box. Seriously, yeah. You know what? It's really funny. I I was having this moment the other day where I I was thinking about it, and I remember what it was like to feel – 
I felt so ashamed about it because it is really weird. I mean, you're like tapping on your face and you're saying, I love yourself. And <laughs> I was like, I love yourself. And you say all these weird things. And I, and I've been in personal growth now for so long that I forgot how uncomfortable it can be for people that are just starting out to talk about their feelings. And, and I remember there was a moment, I think it was a few years into therapy where I realized that the faster I went into the bad feeling and I just allowed myself to go there, the better I felt. And so I started connecting the dots that, oh, if I just talk about the uncomfortable thing, I feel better. So then it kind of created this new loop in my head where I was like, oh, talking about my bad feelings makes me feel better. Therefore, it's actually good to talk about my bad feelings. But yeah, you're right. There are, it is really scary, especially for people that are just starting out on this journey. It's really scary and overwhelming to share. Well, what's really interesting about what you're saying is I came to a very similar conclusion completely, you know, never meeting you or anything like that. But my conclusion was you got to feel it to heal it. And that doesn't mean you have to re-traumatize yourself with the experiences, but you have to go back to that time and honor that time and feel those feelings and forgive the people who hurt you and forgive yourself for the judgments you made at the time. And that is like my healing process 101. And it works and it works every time. The only time it doesn't work is when I don't do it. Yeah. You know what? That's so interesting that you say that because for me, I, I learned about that method and I think that I could never do that. I could never sit in the uncomfortable feeling. And so right. there's a differentiation, I think, with some people and and it, it partly it's training, right? Like I didn't have the willpower to make myself actually sit there and do the thing. And then secondly, I found that a lot of people who struggle with food are very empathic mm. and we feel a lot. And so when we when we have to go back to that feeling, it's so freaking overwhelming that we literally can't stand it and we jump out of our bodies. And so we become, we have this pattern of as soon as I feel it, I pop out. So you can't actually stay with it or staying with it is really, really challenging. And so with all of these methods, I mean, I explored absolutely freaking everything. I don't know if I can swear on this, but I'm going to- Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we prefer if yeah. you do. I'm just kidding. Okay. I explored absolutely fucking everything. And, and the only thing that could that worked was this way of tricking my subconscious into actually not wanting it. So what we do now is we'll take a problem like food cravings, for example, and we literally go back and and there's a there's like a, a, a step-by-step process that we do that gets you from salivating over whatever your favorite food is. Like my from for me, mine was like chocolate chip cookies. I could not stop thinking about chocolate chip cookies. I couldn't buy them. If they were in the house, I would devour them. If I wanted them, I would drive 30 minutes out of my way to go get them. You know those foods for you, right? Oh yeah, been there. Yep. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. So with this process that I discovered, we literally sit down for maybe 12 minutes and apply this method and it you never have that same craving for the food like that ever again. Ever again for the rest of your life. It's permanent. You just do it one time. Fill me in. I've got 12 minutes. <laughs> right? So you just do it one time. Yeah. And then you don't have to, and it doesn't take it away. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, I got the, like a little bit of my chocolate chip cookies. It just normalizes your relationship with it. So instead of eating the entire box of cookies, you'll have one or two, like a normal person would eat cookies or chocolate. You'll have a couple squares of chocolate instead of eating the whole bar or things like that. So I am like the biggest brain hacker. Like I am, I am just like, and I'm also really lazy to be honest. Like, so I just had to find a way to get the fastest, most powerful results. So I didn't have to keep going back and keep feeling those same feelings because it was just so overwhelming and I couldn't sit in it and I couldn't allow myself to do it. 
And so with these methods, so that works for food cravings. And then we have a different technique for emotional eating. So, you know, people, that was actually the video that you watched. Actually, that's the video that we're, we're giving away to your, to your listeners too. That's the, the, this is one of my most powerful techniques. And I, I like to do this because I like to show people that it works. I want, I want people to have an experience, right? So the one that is on pushthefoodaway.com that we're giving away for free is the emotional eating process where you feel the the craving, the desire for the food. And the differentiation that I make between cravings and emotional eating is cravings is for something specific. And emotional eating is like, I'll eat anything right now. It doesn't matter, right? Emotional eating to me is I'm eating so that I don't have to feel a feeling I don't want to feel. Exactly. But sometimes... But if you don't understand the difference of the food cravings is for one specific thing and emotional eating is for just anything, mm-hmm. you might use the wrong technique. And so anyway, in you know my work, that's what we do. We break them. We break these things apart. So like, you know, other people will have a problem with maybe um, f- cleaning their plate. We call it the clean your plate club um, where <laughs> oh, yeah. you have to finish all the food on your plate. And that comes actually from childhood. Our parents, you know, I don't know, maybe your generation didn't, but a lot of our parents told us that we had to eat all of the food on our plate. And so we become subconsciously programmed to feel very ashamed if we throw food away or if we leave any food on our plate. And so it's literally just one 12-minute technique that we do, and it and it severs that subconscious program that tells you to overeat. And so people will come to me week after week. We have these group calls with my, with my students. They'll be like, oh my gosh, Brittany, I left half my food on my plate and I threw it away and I didn't even care what is going on with me. Like most, the biggest problem I have is most people can't believe the results because they're so used to having to struggle to try to get themselves to, to do these behaviors that I'm teaching them how to do kind of unconsciously, it, not kind of totally unconsciously. So that's sort of my magic is, you know, if I, if that makes any sense, I don't know, I kind of rambled on that, but that's kind of the, the, the magic that is the method that I teach is it's basically for lazy people that don't want to, <laughs> don't want to try the, well, the, oh, well, the only thing you have to do is you have to do the tapping itself. But, you know, other than that, basically we just trick your brain into not wanting to do those unhealthy behaviors anymore, which is super, super cool. I don't know. For me, it was super cool. And that, this was the program that I was looking for when I was on my journey of struggling with food. And we've all got 12 minutes. Oh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, if, if we can deal with both of those, then I've got at least an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's interesting because I and probably everybody listening has experienced both of those. And I'm not sure I would have necessarily distinguished them, but it is a really important distinction because both of those pop up at different times depending on the issue. Yeah. Over drinking too. So drinking has become a big thing, obviously, during COVID and quarantine and everything. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So the I was actually talking to my coaches about this the other day. One of my coaches came and she said, yeah, one, um, one of my clients, she's drinking and um, you know she's been drinking a bottle of wine every night for like eight months. And I said, okay, well, this is the thing with with alcohol, and these are the these are the subtle things that you have to understand in order to really overcome any addiction. And and food is one of the hardest addictions to overcome sure. because it, it's we have to eat, right? Yeah. So that you have to figure out if her alcohol drinking is uh, is moving towards a positive feeling or moving away from a negative feeling. Mm-hmm. And so what she realized, and so and then, you know, I taught her the techniques that, you know, I teach in my courses. And so what she realized was that 
her and her best friend used to always drink wine together. Mm. And her best friend actually passed away with uh, from cancer. Oh my God. A couple years ago. And nine months ago, another best friend got diagnosed with cancer. And that's when the drinking started. And so what she was doing, she wasn't trying to avoid the feeling of her friend having cancer. She was trying to reconnect with her other friend because it was reminding her of all of the good feelings and the shared times. And she was sort of using the alcohol to reminisce about the old feelings and the the friendship that she had with the friend that she lost because she was thinking about that she was going to lose another one. This is why I drank alone during the pandemic. I had never drinking alone before. I had to be alone. And then I was just like, well, I want to be out celebrating with my friends, but I can't. Exactly. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just drinking to get away from my feelings. And and you have to know, like, no, sometimes you're just drinking because of the reminiscing feelings of, you know, being out with your girlfriends and having a few glasses of wine yeah. and like <laughs> having fun, right? Yeah, the celebration. And and you have to deal with them differently. You have We have separate techniques for those, but they're very, very easy. She came back. She's like, oh my God, Brittany, I did what you did. I did what you told me to do. And she hasn't had a drink in two weeks, hasn't even thought about it. So these things can be really, really easy to heal. I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine today and he's like, well, what do you, you know, what's the legacy that you want to leave? And I'm like, I want to change the way that people heal addiction yeah. because addiction is so misunderstood and is so easy to overcome if you understand the subtleties of it, like these, the, like what, what I just explained. Yeah. And I really like this approach because there are addiction approaches that you know, preach like you just can't have it. You can't have it in the house. You can't have it ever. And I think that is the death of your long-term, you know, change happening because eventually you're going to go back to it. So it's like, no, how can you be comfortable with it? And you don't have to eliminate it forever, but how can you be comfortable with the things? For me, it's chocolate, right? How can I, and I, and I pretty much overcome it, although I still enjoy it, but I enjoy it in moderation and real moderation, not the fake moderation that I used to (laughs) pretend it was when moderation was every night. That's not moderation. Exactly. Exactly. Or the like the no nothing white. Like who the hell is going to do nothing white for the rest of their lives or no sugar for the rest of your life? Are you kidding? And people are like, oh my God, I feel so good. I'm like, well, for how long? Like nine months, maybe two years if you can make it that long? Like, I, you know, I know people that have had amazing results with that stuff, but that's willpowering your way through it when there's such an easier fix and you can still enjoy all the amazing foods that life has to offer because let's face it, sugar's fun and feels good and it tastes amazing. And we want to, we want to be able to enjoy food and eat like people, like normal people do, or not normal people, but like people who have a healthy relationship with their body, they have a subconscious strategy. To hear the full interview with Brittany, go back to episode 326 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Mae Stagler, CEO of Organifi, who is passionate about wellness and helping you live your healthiest, happiest life. Let's talk about adaptogens, Mae. How exactly do adaptogens work in the body? Like, How do we feel and experience the health benefits of these superfoods and adaptogens that are included in Organifi products? So good. And so importantly to take a look at understanding how to kind of expect and anticipate the benefits of including superfoods and adaptogens in your diet. Today, as you try a lot of new products that many consumers are trying adaptogens and superfoods for the first time. And I think so important to take a look at this closely and really first and foremost, recognizing that these are whole foods, uh, adaptogens, normally botanicals and herbs and mushrooms and amazingly powerful superfoods to support your body staying in balance and staying in homeostasis. 
Uh, and that's really like hormone balanced, um, stress resilient state that it naturally can be in. And the body works very hard to stay in that state. So these superfoods and adaptogens really support your body staying in balance. It's kind of like a, an upper hand and a, a little um, a little support, which is wonderful and really powerful. Different than, I'll contrast that, different than let's say stimulants like caffeine or, um, or even pharmaceuticals that have a, a direct effect, not necessarily working with the body, but uh, making a change kind of on the body. So I think really powerfully um, understanding the benefit of adaptogens as taking time, typically like up to 30 days or, or even 60 days of consistent use to help the body come back into balance. It's really working with your body to ideally experience an optimal state of well-being. And as we're talking to new consumers or new customers and community members, I always kind of offer this perspective to take a look at and kind of take take stock in your, you know, how are you currently sleeping? How is your digestion? How is your energy levels as you try on new superfoods? And then really importantly, and, you know, with Organifi, we're really passionate about having research-backed, clinically proven ingredients in our products so that you can feel the benefits of more energy if you take red juice, better sleep if you're taking the gold and, you know, the evening routine of maybe chocolate gold and after dinner or something, or um, the stress reducing and stress balancing benefit of green juice with the 600 milligrams of ashwagandha in there. So I think really importantly recognizing that adaptogens and superfoods take time to work with your body and it's really important to consume them consistently. And then really looking to those overarching, I would say like uh, mile markers or like goalposts for optimum health and living, digestion, sleep, energy, mood for hormone balancing. And recognizing that those are the areas that you're going to look to and anticipate feeling the benefit of superfoods. And I'm really passionate for um, kind of educating and supporting consumers, picking products that they can depend on getting results from. And that's like looking for quality, looking for, um, you know, certified um, third party testing with ingredients to ensure you're getting the quality that you're looking for when you incorporate them. And something I'm really passionate about with Organifi. Yeah, well, I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that about Organifi. Food Heals Nation, our body is always striving for homeostasis, that perfect balance, and we can give it the helps help that it needs with these superfoods and adaptogens. So go get your Organifi on at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals, and you'll get 20% off your order. May, thank you so much for being here. My absolute treat. Thank you. Next up, Susie and I are chatting with Jay and Joy, also known as the Jing Slingers, along with gorgeously green Sophie Uliano. We're talking about their best weight loss strategies and advice for the new year. Roll it, Roxy. If someone is listening and they're like, my new year's intention is truly to release weight, what advice would you give them to get started? I think I know for for the people that are put in front of us that you need to know where that came from mm. um, because there isn't one size fits all and that's what's so right. frustrating you know yep. the newest diet that's now on the front of you know Glamour magazine and Cosmo magazine and on you know five different television shows and then they do it and then they like you say crash and burn and they fail and then they feel like Ugh, nothing works for me they jump right from this doesn't work for you to nothing works for me yes what we tell people is where do you want to go mm-hmm. what are you willing to do big thing right there and mm-hmm. Now let's see where you are now. This red hot minute, 
you know, and it, this comes down to like a little bit of the, the biology geek of us. You know, we want to know what your blood, you know, what's going on in your blood. We want to know your hormones. We want to know, we want to know where you live because sometimes it's the environment. Sometimes yeah. it's, you'd be, you'd be shocked to see what kind of um, VOCs come off plastic blinds and keep people, keep uh, 10 pounds of weight on people. Like things like that. Wait, what? wait you're looking at my, you just looked, just at, looked at my blinds. blinds. Yeah. You just looked at our blinds. So the podcast blinds are keeping us back. <laughs> we got to do something take about them. They're not plastic. Take no, they're not plastic. They're I'm just metal. saying, it, it's never just one thing. So when you, when you teach people to look for the spectrum and then to take those things off in shaves, then they have more success and not necessarily in two days or two weeks or 10 right. pounds in five days. Right. It's, it's, it's over a period of time. And then it also has to do with, how they feel and think about what they're doing. The best piece of advice is to, first of all, know your meat suit. Literally know it. Know it because we know more about our cell phones. We can pick up our phone. I don't care if you're two years old or 102 years old, and you can you know, text or email the poop emoji in two seconds. But if I told you to point to your thymus, you got, I got nothing. <laughs> so I'm even thinking about that. Wait a minute. <laughs> so if we know at least half as much about we do about our mechanical things as we do about our own physical vehicle that takes us through this amazing thing, which is life, then it, it helps you navigate a little better because what's working for you may not work for your husband or your right. spouse or your sister or what have you. Yeah. So we find out what their blood type is. You know, we we give them like a, a little protocol about. Find out these things, bring those tests back, and then we can then we have a, a broad picture about what works best for you because it may be a whole different kind of protocol for you than it is for someone else. Because ultimately what we want to be able to do is give them the navigation tools to be able to get where they want to go and us not be the handholding guru. Right. We want to show them, we want to give them tools. So by giving them tools to be able to do this and showing them how to do um, and where to get to where they want to be, I think is the is the most important thing. It's never just one thing. It's ne- it's not just one retreat. It's not just one guru. It's not just one piece of cake or a different way to make coffee. It, it has to do with a, um, a bunch of things that make that picture. Again, like I said, everything's a recipe. So we get to, we try to find the best ingredients to make that recipe be who you want to be. It sounds you know pretty hefty, but the truth of it is is that otherwise you're really just kind of you know tilting at windmills. No, we want the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weight loss is a metabolic and hormonal response in the body. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into something saying, okay, I'm going to eat this way for two weeks to lose X amount of pounds, like you've already lost. Right. Uh, I agree. Um, you know. Crash diets don't work. People will starve themselves to lose 20 pounds and then regain 25. Mm-hmm. Um, that's metabolic response. Mm-hmm. So doing the things that promote a proper hormonal response, because here's the truth. It's not calories in and calories out. It's quality of food, first of all. You burn the majority of your fat when you're sleeping you know, with a proper hormonal metabolic response. So the things that influence uh, metabolism and hormones are, of course, you know, food, light, and temperature. So things like cold therapy um, can be fantastic. Doing cryotherapy, doing actually just did cryo it was amazing. Uh, you lose bath. weight? Yes. Oh yeah. It yeah. burns like hundreds of calories in three minutes. Right? Oh, because you're shaking so much. Okay. <laughs> it actually, it actually sets up your nerve force. It's a whole nother level. It's a when you do cryotherapy and you do it regularly, you set up your nerve force. It also gets rid of. It creates um, a lot of different responses in the body, but I don't want to, you know, go ahead. It's, it's, well, 
for for Susie's science geekery. We'll, we'll yes. get into this. It's actually, um, and this this gets into Jack, Dr. Jack Cruz's work, who's a um, neurosurgeon. It, it actually works on uh, an ancient mammalian pathway in the hypothalamus, um, the super charismatic nuclei. And uh, that's hot. I'm sorry. That was all this. I say, was just I'm, I'm going to inappropriately say, <laughs> Jay, if I wasn't married, and have somebody next to you. So our our bodies are are influenced by light hormonally, which is you know our cortisol and melatonin levels, and we actually discussed that in our last podcast together. Yep. Cold and temperature will actually dominate the light. So if you're in a cold environment, if you're doing like ice baths or you're doing cryo, I actually think ice baths are, are, are the best. But being exposed to cold temperature like that activates this pathway in us that actually sheds weight and can reverse leptin insensitivity, yeah. which leptin is the, the hormone uh, responsible for, for weight loss. It's actually the master hormone. And just like you can have insulin resistance, you can have leptin resistance. And, you know, when you have leptin resistance, it's a much more complicated issue. It's not just eating the right food may not be enough and probably isn't going to be enough. You have to really reverse this um, sensitivity in you. Exercise is another is one of the best ways. So to reverse leptin. Yes. So in studies where they had people actually do um, calorie restriction um, and, and lose weight through calorie restriction. The only two ways that people could keep off the weight is by exercise and by cold therapy. And it's because when you lose weight and you lose weight through calorie restriction, your body has a set point and hormonally it is going to jack up your hormones to put that weight back on. You have to have the proper therapies to balance that hormonal response so that your body will will attain its new set point. And exercise and cold therapy are are the two ways of of doing that. Now, of course, also you know you can't be eating uh, you know GMO snack foods either. Sure. You know all the organic. But I think people listening to this podcast, you know, have the probably the food part kind of more dialed in. We're all trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the work yeah. he was talking about that's Dr. Jack Cruz K R U S E S E. Um, he he like I said, he's a neurosurgeon, and he not only did it for himself, he's done it for thousands of people, and it works. He's also uh, one of the people who, one of our mentors, and when he just spoke about what we talked about in the last podcast about the light mm-hmm. and, um, and the, the Nobel Prize that's coming out about you know mitochondrial dysfunction, um, it's a whole new world here in a real short period of time. You're going to hear it, and it's going to explode. Like, again, a couple of different conferences in the last you know half of the year have made some huge leaps in that where people now mainstream are going to be able to... Um, not only afford it, but be able to understand it. And it's going to make a huge difference in a lot of people. Everybody's going to be wearing orange glasses really soon. Yeah. Right? I know a lot of people that have them now, yeah. I, yeah. and I personally don't, but it's about time I, I got some. Mm-hmm. And that's that whole social thing, like, I don't want to look weird. Okay, but, or do you want, it's like, what are you willing to do? I want to biohack <laughs> my health and live to 100, so yeah, I'm going to be yeah. the weirdo. Uh, that's just, fine. just really quick, I'll just say, um, we just recently had um, a new client who we were doing coaching with, and she's super, super energy sensitive, EMF sensitive. And um, we got an email from her the other day saying and one of her issues was with staying asleep with having you know good deep sleep she's like i got the orange glasses and wore them last night and i slept so wait good. you wear them as you sleep no no no, no. no. you before you, as the sun, sun sets, goes down you ah. put them on so that the artificial light isn't stimulating a cortisol response and suppressing melatonin in your brain 
And the other thing you can do... So for, so, sorry. so for her, it was like a total game changer. Like first night, she noticed a huge difference in her sleep. I'm so in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and even on your phones, like you, your phone will have it. It's called oh, Twilight. I have, I have yeah, it. I have and, it. Yeah. and on your, your computer, Night Shift, yeah. or yeah, it's called Flux. And p- people don't even know it's there, but it's yeah. a tool for you just to... It doesn't even cost anything. You put it on all of a sudden, you start making those those little tiny, those baby steps mm-hmm. that the beautiful Miss Sophie was talking about. Something like that will start to make a difference. Then you layer that you know, with magnesium back and blah 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 and, and all of a sudden now you're sleeping well then your hormones are better and then you feel better and you start losing a little weight it's, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty interesting stuff the way our you know the the complexity of this you know amazing it's all machine connected. yeah mm-hmm. that we call our bodies mm-hmm. the meat suit yeah i know you like the meat suit don't <laughs> i love that when you told when you first said that when we were first on i was like that's amazing it is a meat suit yeah yeah Understanding that, Miss Sophie. You know, I like to try. I really like to try and shift the focus away from weight loss to health mm. and 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 how you feel because, you know, it's just extraordinary when we do take the big picture for a minute and we dial back and we see, you know, the different populations you know on the planet who are you know who don't have this obsession you know yeah. with weight loss for one reason or another and. So it's, you know, it is about being healthy and, you know, health comes in all different shapes and sizes, you know, living here in LA with this sort of extra obsession of weight loss. A little bit. Um, little bit. <laughs> is, is, you know, is, is a little in of itself is, is unhealthy. So I would almost say with clients, the first thing that I would ask is, you know, why? Yeah. Why? Why is it? What doesn't, what isn't feeling good? Mm-hmm. And then to start really dialing in, as Joy and Jay have both said, to the holistic picture, because like both of you have said, it is never just one thing. You know, my dad is 93 years old. My mum and dad actually defy so much of, of everything, but he's 93 years old. Do they read all your books? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but completely, my dad disagrees with almost everything I say. Oh my God. And he's like, good God, that's ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> but he's a picture of health, this man. Wow. Talk about GMO snacks. He doesn't even, I mean, he eats so much sugar and candy and chocolate and he loves his life and he loves food, but he exercises mm. like a demon mm. every day. And he really is defying the odds of disease aging and he is in great shape i mean there's not anybody you know he's got muscles in his abs you know and my mom same deal that's what they do so i think exercise is is a massive component and it cannot be underlooked because we can eat all the healthy food but if we are not exercising and i so strongly believe that our our bodies can be fat burning machines. And I think what's so exciting is that if you, uh, and interestingly, I've been a yoga teacher for 20 years, but over the last two years, I've got into doing a lot more strength training Mm -hmm. because I'm really understanding that, you know, by building my muscle mass, then, you know, my body is basically using up calories and energy while I'm sleeping at rest. rest. And then also way too complicated to go into but that also really plays into hormonal balance as well Mm -hmm. so it's very exciting so I would say in short the most important thing first off just ask yourself why and try and focus on health second make sure that your exercise is you're killing it with your exercise Mm -hmm. and that means probably challenging yourself to do something that you couldn't easily do last week Mm -hmm. so if you could easily do an hour on a treadmill last week you should not be doing that next week Mm -hmm. you should have it on an incline or you should be doing something change it up and do something completely different 
my final thing, because this is just my philosophy, is that I really wholeheartedly believe in a whole food plant-based diet because plants contain disease-fighting compounds and fat storage prohibiting compounds naturally found in our beautiful plant kingdom. Mm. And so I found in the numerous clients that I've worked with that that particular diet, I personally believe, is very helpful. Not to mention you'll eat a tremendous amount of fiber and that helps. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in my experience, I liked to eat big portions. And then when I went vegan, I could still eat the big portions and lose weight. So I know. It's kind of win-win, isn't it? good for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're like me, just think about it. I would like just to add one thing on, on the exercise component because it is something Former that- gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> Gold's gym. Gold's gym. Plymouth, what Massachusetts. Plymouth, Massachusetts. <laughs> Uh, just because I've known a number of people who fall into this trap, um, actually our uh, friend and mentor Dave Asprey is one of them. When people are overweight, they think that over-exercising and doing tons and tons of cardio is the answer yeah, uh, because of the like burning calories myth. You actually get a much better uh, fat burning metabolism response from shorter burst exercises yeah, and, interval, and interval training. And if you're over-exercising and overdoing cardio, it can actually do the opposite and create a lot of inflammation and actually so hold, hold, hold the fat on and deplete your entire endocrine system and yeah, horm- hormones. so true. Well, thank you so much. We're going to have to do an entire exercise episode <laughs> so we should, we've covered a lot. So we should just do jumping jacks in a walk-in freezer in intervals of... No, I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke, never mind. No, no, no. Keep going. You're, you're, you're on the <laughs> yeah, right track right, here. Yeah. Jumping jacks, could be the new thing. Therapy. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. I hope you enjoyed that clip with Sophie and the Jinx Slingers. To hear the full podcast, go back to episode 185 of Food Heals. Oh, Food Heals Nation, I'm excited for this one. This season, you can give gifts that give back with 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. 45% off. Yes, please. You know that I love their stuff because it's all certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And the lengthening lash mascara makes my lashes look like I'm wearing lash extensions and it's pretty amazing. So, I'm excited for this. Thank you, Thrive Cosmetics. And of course, you know Cause is in the name for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. So go get your shopping on. That's all at Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash food heals. And I'm just on the website checking out some of the holiday makeup sets, okay? You can get the Brilliant Eye Brightener and Eyeshadow Stick Duo for $37. off. Thank you. You could get the mini mascara set. So you could get four travel mascaras for $36, 45% off again. I mean, there's a bunch on here. Brow gel and eyeliner mascara. They've got a ultimate eye set and free mini mascara kit. Dream Lash Duo. Uh, The Brilliant Eye Brightener set. Uh, So many to choose from, all at 45% off for the holiday season. So you can add these to your gift list for yourself or for your friends, for your family. Um, I like the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You know that one because I've talked about it a lot. Um, I also like the Brilliant Eye Brightener, and that's the cream to powder highlighting stick that brightens and opens up your eyes, giving you like that instant eye lift. They've also got the Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint. So it's something that actually moisturizes while it gives you a really nice tint, and there are six flattering shades. 
There's also the waterproof eyeliner, which is waterproof and smudge proof for all day wear. And not only are you getting an amazing discount plus a gift for a family or a friend, but remember that they have their bigger than beauty cause. So for every product purchase, Thrive donates to help communities in need, and they have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting various causes. So check it out, thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. Happy holidays. And next up, Leslie and I are hanging with Rob and Devin Dion from Open Sky Fitness, and they're giving us some healthy workout tips for wellness and weight loss success. Roll it, Roxy. For me, being healthy didn't have a definite, like it was more about aesthetics. That for me was always the thing that drove me to either work out or eat a certain way. And I'm not going to say eat healthy because when I was, when I say eat a certain way, it was not healthy Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, through my 20s. And I didn't focus on being healthy in my 20s. I just focused on working out. That was the thing that I thought would be, my body would adjust to whatever food I put in as long as I worked out enough. Right. So I would show up. I, I tell the story with Jeff Meacham, my co-host of the show and one of my best friends from college. And I would show up at the track in Queens and I would have just finished a chili dog and or a slice of pizza or mm-hmm. a hot dog or, or something. I would have just or gyro in Queens. Then I would go for like a 10 mile run with him. And I would be burping the entire time. Yeah, I'm like, are you okay? This and he would hard. be like, are you? He would ask me that question. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just like, I just, I just ate a chili dog, you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. And he's just like, oh my god, man, I can't believe that. And he's just, so that was the, that was how, that was my kind of knowledge around about around being healthy it was just work out, don't worry about the food. Mm. And then when we flash forward maybe ten years, we're at our honeymoon and we're standing on a waterfall in Hawaii, and she snaps a picture of me from, you know, without me knowing. And just snaps this picture and I just kind of turned around, had no time to suck in my gut and I was totally caught off guard and I had my like, I just, I just looked the worst that I had ever looked in my life. I was like 30 pounds heavier than I remember ever being. I, I was disgusted. And that was from that moment. That's when I decided to, I, I, I didn't necessarily completely go 180 degrees, you know, and then get healthy. It was a journey from there. Sure. That was when I was 30. I'll be 41 in a couple of weeks and this has been this has been the journey and it started out with doing a lot of fitness but then also paying attention to how my body feels while I do stuff. So that was so that's where my journey started and to Devin's credit she grew up in a family where they had a lot of access to fresh vegetables. Yeah, we had a huge vegetable garden growing up my mom awesome. and I and, and mm-hmm. like we would get so many zucchinis that they would grow so big that we would actually just cut them in half and make boats out of them and yes. like send them down the creek like that was what was like living in Pennsylvania. Like so many zucchinis they <laughs> yeah. sent them down the river. We would send them down the river. Well, it was just like a fun thing and then we'd like drive and see if they came down the river yet like yeah. just, you know, small town. <laughs> That's Aww. what you do in a small town. You, you send do. zucchinis down the river and you go for a drive to find out if they end up on the other just, side of the bridge. Just what my mom did in a small town. It was like the hippie in the small town. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. So she basically, she introduced me to a lot of fresh vegetables. I had, growing up, it was either frozen or canned. That was it for me as a kid and, and mostly microwaved or steamed. And so there was no real desire to eat vegetables. And so when we started dating, she would constantly be introducing me to different kinds of vegetables. And over time, I obviously became very – now we eat vegetables with almost every and he's, meal. he's the better cook now. So, you know, this – so that's kind of where my journey started. And, and it's been over the last 10 years now, especially with the podcast, has been such an eye-opening experience. Yeah. You guys, you know, from all, the, from all the people that you talk to, especially when you're working in, like, in the social media world and you're constantly exposed to people that are doing amazing things. Yeah. There's just so much more information out there than what the average person has access to. Right. 
I think the great thing about podcasting is like the wild west of information. You get to you get to gather that without having to go through you know Fox News or or your local you know Channel Seven that gives you that short little survey that just came out that tells you that one thing is healthy and now all of a sudden you're supposed to change everything about your diet all of a sudden. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I love about podcasts. You can really and you can latch on. Like people are going to listen to your show because they do really believe in a vegan lifestyle. I mean that's and that's total that's that's great because if it makes them feel good, that's really all that's important and if it makes them healthy, that's all important. Um so I I have to talk about fitness and you guys have um an ebook Fat Burning Secrets After 35. Uh, well, it's not necessarily ebook. I, we've done podcast episodes about it. We also have like, in terms of workouts, we have a free ebook giveaway that we do, which is just five different specific workout programs that you can swap out exercises and build your own workouts without even needing a gym. It's all body weight work. And so for the average person who doesn't have access to a gym or doesn't really know how to utilize equipment at a gym. Doesn't have a men-only gym in their garage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like a full-on squat rack in their garage, yeah. then this is this would be something that's great for them. We do It's it's downloadable. It's openskyfitness.com slash free workouts if you want to download it. And it is it is really cool the way it's broken down and every single exercise has links to how to do Different that. Different videos, ha, yeah. yeah oh. to have, how to do that specific exercise. Oh, I yeah. love that. I'm going to take yeah. a look at that because I travel like crazy yeah. and I'm not the biggest fan mm-hmm. of hotel gyms. So I no. love being able to do workouts on my own in my room without... Yeah. <laughs> and, they're just, and they're short because, you know, if you're looking for like, let's say you're looking for weight loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're looking for building strength, that, that's something different. We can talk about weightlifting and things like that. But if you're looking at like weight loss, 90% of it's your diet. Yep. And so the physicality is to get your heart rate up, to gain a little bit more muscle, to start to feel good within your body. Create you that know? habit of doing something physical every day. Yeah. And to strengthen your core muscles. You know what I mean? So you don't necessarily need to do a huge workout to be healthy. You know, it can be short and fast. And Yeah. We have people that we're doing, we're doing a challenge right now. And we have people that are in, the, uh, in there that do no more than 20 minutes workout every day for six days a week. And we have one guy that's lost 30 pounds in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Wow. You know, and it's just like, and he, obviously that's that's going to be like the max. I mean, I'm not going to say his weight because I'm sure he wouldn't want me to share it, but he was up there, you know, like his mm-hmm. weight's up there. Mm-hmm. The, the secret was literally getting off of processed food and sugar. Yeah. 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 And that was it. Like, and it's just like the body weight. And so we know that the workouts aren't doing it. It's, yeah. it's 20 minutes a day. It's not going to have that much of an impact. He is feeling stronger. His energy levels are better. He doesn't feel like he's huffing and puffing when he walk, walks the groceries in. That's cool. But, but how much is that from the processed food being out of his diet too, you know? Mm-hmm. That's probably, yeah, because like, he's not carrying it into the house is yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just the energy levels that he's getting yep. from eating more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Of course. Whole foods as opposed to crap foods. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So there's there's all, every every aspect, you know, you guys, you talk about it. I've heard you talk about how there's just all different aspects of being healthy. It's not just fitness. It's not just nutrition. There, There's all different aspects of health that we all need to pay attention to. You don't have to be perfect at anything but you should be trying to do a little bit of everything. Does that make sense? So yeah. that's what so that's what this challenge that we're doing right now is and why working out. We'd I'd love to talk to you about more working out questions if you have that because I'm sure that your community is curious about what they can do on a consistent basis. So we do. So I actually pulled the Facebook group today and we did get some questions for you guys. So I would love to go Facebook Live right now okay. and ask some of those questions for you guys. Does sure. that sound good? Yeah, Sounds let's great. do it. All right, our first question is, should women be lifting heavier weights while doing less reps. How do we lift to stay lean and not bulk up? 
Well, okay. So that's a, that's a really good question, and it's something that people do struggle with quite a bit, especially women. So there's a big misconception that women are going to get huge if they start lifting heavy weights. First of all, women are just not designed to get that big because you don't have the testosterone that men do have, that men have as well, as you're not eating as many calories or as much food in order to grow that big. Okay. So if you just lift heavy weights, chances – and you're not eating and consuming enough calories in order to rebuild and grow that muscle – and I'll also talk about adaptation in a second. Um, you can't technically get that big. Now, will you see some like growth in muscle? Sure. But the chances of you getting like all of a sudden overnight, like big traps and guns, you know, like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, when you're bodybuilding, especially as a woman, you have to eat so many calories to, yeah. to, to build that muscle mass. Now, if you are bigger to start with, and you are then adding muscle to it, you know, you might want to look at your nutrition aspect of it. Yeah. But building of muscle is only going to make your metabolism faster and able to store more calories and glucose in your muscles. So you actually, you're going to lose the weight. You're going to lose the fat. Um, so the bulk up doesn't have to do with the muscle build. That's actually going to lean you out. What it does have to do with is your nutrition. Yeah. So if you're trying, so if you are already bigger, uh, lifting heavy is not going to make you look bigger unless you're also eating a lot of calories yes. to get bigger. Got it. Yeah. So you do have to you do have to adjust. You know, and when I say calories, we don't necessarily count calories. I don't believe in all that crap. Like I just I want to live a healthy lifestyle. But what but what I'm what I'm getting at is that if you're eating more food, you know, consuming an excess of food and not great food and not good quality food, and you're lifting really and you're and sugars. you're lifting really heavy, you're gonna look like you're getting bigger and kind of fatter. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Well, yes. And I was going to say, like, from my own experience, you know, I was a dancer. So I wanted always like that ballerina thin body, which was just basically skin and bones. Right. 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 Um, when I started lifting weight, um, I had more of an athletic look, but I was I would say my measurements were probably exactly the same. I just had muscle definition, mm -hmm. but I wasn't any bigger at all because my diet didn't change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just started lifting weights. And I'll tell you, it made me feel so much better. I used to have a lot of neck and shoulder pain gone just from lifting weights and I thought oh the shoulder like doing shoulder presses was going to be the problem but it wasn't it was really that I was weak in my shoulders and once I got strong then all my pain went away and then there's also something that has to be discussed which is which is a term that may, maybe a lot of people haven't heard of and it's called adaptation mm -hmm. our body only adapts to things when we put enough stress on it yes right so if you were That's going when you're burning it out right well not necessarily okay. it's like okay so your body learns from different things that you do. So if you step on a, if you if you go on the treadmill, right? And this is what a lot of uh, marathon runners, this is what they run into, right? They train and they train. Initially, they lose a lot of weight. They might lose like 15, 20 pounds when they're training. And then all of a sudden, there's just plateau and they can't lose any weight no matter how far they run. And it's because what they've done is they've trained their body to run at that, at that pace. And their body is basically saying, this person's a lunatic. I need to reserve this fat that I have here because this person's going to continue to do this. So I'm going to hold on to all this and I'm going to get rid of muscle because muscle's heavier than fat in terms of its size. So I'm going to get rid of the muscle. So it starts so, to become cannabolic and eat it though. Yeah. And you, and you basically, you just start reserving fat rather than getting rid of, you know, you reserve fat and you're getting rid of muscle. What happens is now if you're doing, if you're lifting heavier, what you're doing is you're training your body to think I need more muscle mass because if this guy does this again tomorrow, I need to be ready. And so our body adapts to that and it'll continually adapt as time goes by because that's just how our body functions. So if you don't allow for that, so if you don't factor in that adaptation and you just consistently go to gym, the gym and do the same workout all the time, which is what a lot of people do, they show up, they do that workout that they were doing in high school or that they learned four years ago from their personal trainer, their body's done adapting to that. 
So you need to change it. You need to do something different in order for your body to adjust. And that's consistent change. And you could do it with your nutrition as well. It's kind of like... Yeah, like you were talking... I think you were talking about that you're doing intermittent fasting, right? Right. That's what I was going to tell you guys next and and ask you about your opinion on. Yeah. um, Because that was a game changer for me. And the reason was is because here I am. I'm doing these hardcore Pilates classes that are working me out. I'm burning it out. They are hard, you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking... I know that some people think Pilates is easy peasy, but I'm taking the... Depends who the teacher is. Exactly. I'm taking the hardest ones in Hollywood. And then I'm running. (laughs) And I'm like, but nothing is changing. And I'm like vegan and I'm eating really well so I'm like okay what is the problem and for me and it may not be for everyone but for me what really changed I literally lost 10 pounds within a month was I had to eat less in a smaller amount of time okay Mm. so that was when I discovered intermittent fasting because I had this myth like in my mind because it was told to me by a nutritionist by a holistic doctor who had looked at my levels and all of that that I needed to eat every few hours because I had low mm. blood sugar. So I took that to heart and I was eating all the time. Yeah. I was tired. I had fatigue. I was sleeping longer because my body was not actually taking that well. Even though I was eating very small amounts, healthy mm-hmm. foods, whatever, my body did not want to eat all the time. My body needs more time to digest than some other people's bodies. That's what I've discovered. Therefore, the longer I fast, the longer I take between meals, the better I feel. So if I eat between a smaller amount of time and then fast for a longer amount of time, time I feel fantastic and I drop weight. And I keep my exercise up. Then I can actually see definition. Yeah. I'm like wondering where the definition was. My girlfriend's like, oh my God, your legs are so skinny. And I'm like, I have done nothing. I'm doing the same exercise. You're just fasting. Well, what happens is it's a hormonal response. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when, you're ins- when you have insulin pumping through your system all the time, it stops the adrenaline that actually takes the fat from your body and uses that as energy. Yeah. Right? So you need those breaks between digestion in order to allow your body to burn fat. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just on this constant insulin And so run. I wonder, is it okay? I mean, I know doctors are telling people eat all the time. And Doctors are telling people a lot of things about yeah, nutrition, and they're they way off. Right, right, yeah. right. right. They, yeah. they actually have to take one nutrition class to become a doctor. One. And actually, I have a people that don't even have to take any. Yeah, you don't have to take any, or you're not graded on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a like a pass fail mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot like of yeah, just don't show up. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I, and unfortunately, like I feel like most of America is taking their nutrition advice from their doctors. I know, like his parents and his dad's had two. A triple bypass, three heart attacks. Two I don't know. My dad's basically somehow my my dad's heart's still beating, and uh, and he's had multiple strokes, and you know, and and, and, and his mom has followed the diet program that their doctor gave them, which is not obviously helpful. Yeah, at which all. is just whole wheat, and you know, like eat just basically like whole wheat diet, you know, kind of thing. It's yeah, but, pro- lots lots of processed food, and yeah, lo- lots and low of fat. Food. Right. Well, yeah. I think this is the most food. important thing in what we were just talking about a little bit is that w- when I talk to people, it's about listening to your body because your body is giving you signals constantly of what it likes and what it doesn't like and what it needs and what it doesn't need. And it's about tuning in and listening to that and creating the diet that works for you because I don't believe in an umbrella diet that's good for yeah. everyone in this mm-hmm. world. And I'm pretty sure that's the, the consensus, consensus at yep. this table as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's so important to listen to your body and figure out what it's saying to you. Well, yeah. I think that even if you just look around the world from all the different nations that have different diets for, you know, all the different cultures. I mean, you have the Inuits in Alaska that ate basically whale fat. They were on like a ketogenic diet, like a 75, 80% fat diet. And they had no heart disease, no diabetes. Whereas 
people in Africa are eating some vegetables, some grains and some insects, you know what I mean? So, and they were completely healthy. And then you have people like in, you know, small islands off the coast of Ireland that are eating like cod heads for breakfast and they have great health. So it really yeah. just depends on. Totally depends. I highly recommend the Blue Zones. Yeah, I was just um, by National that. Geographic. If you've read into that a lot, um, friend Dan Butner is doing all of the investigative reporting on it, and it's fascinating. He's studying the Blue Zones where the people are living to over a hundred years old, and like Very why. Cool. And so it's 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 a whole look at the entire community. Did and they find things that are in common with all of them? Yes, they did yes. a lot. And my favorite one is wine at five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can check them out at openskyfitness.com. And if you want to hear the full episode, go back to episode 199 of Food Heals. And if you're looking for some healthy stocking stuffers, I definitely recommend some Athletic Greens travel packs. And you can get five free travel packs plus a year's supply of vitamin D at athleticgreens.com slash foodheals. That's right. Athletic Greens is back. With so many stressors in our lives, it can be difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients that it needs to thrive. We have busy schedules. Sometimes we get poor sleep. Sometimes we're not exercising as much as maybe we could be. We have environmental factors that are beyond our control that are affecting us all of the time. Sometimes we're not getting the right nutrition or enough nutrition every day and we can be left deficient and key vitamins and nutrients that our body needs to thrive. This is where Athletic Greens can help. It is a life-changing nutritional habit. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is one of the best and easiest and most delicious ways to get the nutrition you need into your body and start a daily routine that can become habitual, right? One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, helps with digestion, and supports your healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. And again, right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the cooler months. They are offering Food Heals Nation a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash foodheals and join other health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. Again, athleticgreens.com slash foodheals. You get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. And finally, Susie and I are talking to Ella Major. She's the sexy, fit, vegan, frequent guest on the show and even came to Italy with us. Ella's here to drop some knowledge and truth bombs all about how to get fit and jumpstart your fat-burning efforts with exercise and nutrition. Roll it, Roxy. Why does our fat go there? Well, you know, it's funny because everybody has their, like, you know, spots, their trouble right. spots. Right. And for some people, for a lot of people, that is around the midsection. And so we wear like those shirts that pregnant women wear to like cover them up. And we, we go through all sorts of things. But sometimes also people, you know, have um, especially women around the hips and around the, the thighs. So everybody's kind of got a different area that they're most concerned about. It just so happens that the midsection is a very popular one. That's, I would that, say for me, when my weight fluctuates, that's the first. That's the first thing to go. 
It's the stomach That's- and the boobs for me. <laughs> yeah. I have like different bra sizes for my weight fluctuations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it's like, it's like when you gain weight, you gain it like where you don't want it. And then when you lose it, you're like, oh, there goes my boobs. I and know. My butt. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get to choose like that. So yeah, it's so funny. So how do we turn our bodies into fat belly burning machines? So what do you guys think about when, when I would say, okay, let's go get some abs. What would you think would be like the, your first reaction of what, what do I need to go do? Crunches, sit-ups, yeah. Right. So that's like the most common answer. People, oh, I got to go do a million crunches. So there's a few problems with that. So we need to look at that, that we don't, we need to like expand our minds about what the tummy, like a flat tummy means. Okay. And unfortunately, because... Crunches are pretty easy to do. You can do all the crunches in the world. You can do all the ab exercises in the world. But think about it. If you have this, a layer of fat on top of those muscles, you're not going to have flat abs. You know, right? so I know that. I have really good abs. They're I do just, too. They're just they're under un- the fat. Yeah, they're under a nice little layer. They're hiding. They're hiding, yes. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have to learn to like get rid of what's on top. So yes, we need a strong core. So, you know, one, one thing, if you're looking at kind of the rock solid things to do, absolutely, you know, ab exercises are one. And like, if you kind of look at more of a core work, so that's working really your core is from your shoulders all the way down um, under your hips. Mm -hmm. That's your core. And in the problem with like doing just ab exercises and just doing a million crunches every day, trying to get those abs Number one, again, like if you don't have what's on the the fat on top, if that's not gone, you're never going to see them. Number two, you're going to develop imbalances in the body. Mm. So if you're working abs, 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 think about your abs getting tighter, tighter, tighter. What's getting looser, looser? Your back. Your back. Exactly. So how many people out there have problems? I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know. I know a bit of physiology. I stick for massage therapy. I know that, you know, every every muscle, muscles have pairs Mm -hmm. and they always work synergistically. If one does one, one action, there's always another that does the opposite. Mm -hmm. And if one, and if one of those is too, so for the the abs, the core, it's the opposite is the back. The back, the back extends the abs. Wait, hold on. The abs, I have to think about this. The abs contract our spine and, the, and their back extends the spine. Right, Ella? Right, exactly, exactly. So if we're creating that imbalance, that's when the lower back pain comes. That's when we start to like have that hunch, you know, the hunchback mm-hmm. is because we a lot of times tighten the front side of our body because that's what we're concerned about. That's what we look down and see. We just both sat up straight when you said hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then we're sitting over desks all day and and our back's getting looser, and our, our front side's getting tighter, and then we develop bad posture, we develop awful habits, and it's really not going to do any good in the long run. So it's important to, number one, when we are looking at exercises, yes, ab exercises are important, um, but also to make sure that you're balancing out your back, because who cares if you have nice abs if you've got a big hunchback, right? Sure. I've so. never heard of that being in. That's, <laughs> that's never not, been a, yeah, they've had the bustle for the, ever get in. they've had the bustle for the big butt. They've had corsets. I've never heard of the, the, the hunchback. <laughs> well, they have had shoulder pads. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So that's just one thing to take into consideration. So sure. Yes. Ab exercises are great. And there's a million of them out there and you can do lots of amazing abs exercises where you're like bending back over, um, getting full extension, full range of motion by using, like a BOSU ball or, or, you know, the big exercise ball so you get full extension. So, yes, those exercises are great, but those are easy. You can look those up and you can just start doing them. Those, that's the easy part. The hard part is getting the diet right. Unfortunately, that's what's going to come down to in the end. 
So number one, getting rid of really, actually, I like to, I like to talk about what you do fill your plate with, as opposed to what you take away from your plate. Mm -hmm. And what we do want to fill our plates with is the most nutrient dense. Like if you say, what should I be eating on a daily basis? How many nutrient dense whole plant foods can you get on your plate in one day? Mm -hmm. When you're getting all those nutrients in your body, that's when your body can kind of let go of the extra body fat. And if you're not getting those nutrients, that's not going to happen. So the diet part is so huge in cutting empty calories from your diet. I always tell people you can't outrun your fork. Mm. Um, so, so what does that mean? It means that no matter how hard you can be working out, out you know, hours a day and running your body down and overtraining and doing all these things that are going to ultimately break your body down. But yes, burning a ton of calories. But then you sit down and eat one junk meal and you've got like 1,200 calories. Do you know how long it takes like doing a cardio workout to burn off 1,200 calories and how much work that is? I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've, I've tried out Orange Theory Fitness, um, which is a, like uh -huh. a national and now international chain. I saw them yeah. in Canada and they track. They put a nice heart monitor on you and it's an intense a circuit training workout. It's great. And I loved it. You know, I burned a lot of calories. I was really pushing myself and it was, you know, like 500 and that's a lot for an hour, I think. And it was taxing. It was a taxing right. workout. So yes, if you have a, one meal of twelve hundred, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you do, do burpees ever? Like yeah. everybody yes. burpees, right? Yes. Yeah. So so think about how many burpees it would take if we're looking at just the calorie aspect to burn off um, three Oreo cookies, which are vegan. Three little Oreo cookies. Like how many burpees about would you have to do to burn off those calories? I'm gonna say ninety. Um, I'm going to say 120. Yeah, about uh, over 100. We're three close. Cookies. So if we, yeah, if we, if we start to look at that and be like, okay, are these three Oreo cookies? Because, and I'm not looking at calories of like, when we're talking about calorie quality, then we don't have to worry about it so much. But when you're looking at empty calories that are just going in, they're doing nothing good for you. Then those are empty calories that do need to get burned off or they turn into fat. So yeah, if you think about eating three little cookies, which can take five minutes, and not, of course, fill you up or anything. And then you have to go do 120 burpees. Like, uh, you know, then you start to think, is that really, is that really worth it? And how fast those can add up, those, those empty calories can add up and start to put on the fat. And then, and then to take it off, you know, you do need that calorie deficit. But again, I always stress quality. If you focus on the quality of the food you're putting in your mouth, as opposed to, oh, I have to take away potato chips. Like you're going to fill your plate and you're going to be full and satisfied. And then you can, yeah, you can work in your treats. I like to go have a beer. Like I just had a, a cocktail at the vegan bistro opening. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to go and do those things, but in a big balanced sense. And I always tell my clients, it's about finding the right balance for you. What are you willing to do? How strict are you willing to be and, and not to give up your social life and to still have a life and still have fun and enjoy being social with your friends and your family and holidays. You, do, you don't need to give all that up in order to have apps. I agree. And, and it's, yeah, if you get that balance, you got to find that balanced lifestyle that works for you. And everybody's body works a little different. Some people are naturally burn fat easier than other people. So, you know, we're all born with slightly different body types and for some people also like eating um, a high carb diet, that works really well for them. For me, that doesn't work for me. And I've experimented a lot over the last, I've been vegan for 22 years mm -hmm. and into fitness since I was five years old. So I've been in the fitness industry experimenting with my diet and with my clients' diets to see that not everybody, like when people are like, how many grams of protein do I need? How many grams of carbs do I need to lean out? 
it's unfortunately, it'd be easy to say like, oh, you need exactly this many. And number one, that's not sustainable. Who wants to count the number of grams of protein you're eating every day for the rest of your life in order to have a nice body? Nobody. So it's really about really discovering in yourself what foods work for you. And then the other tip I'm going to give you, which is huge and made a huge difference for me and, and the lives of a lot of my clients, is the idea of chewing your food to a paste before you swallow. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because <laughs> I went I went on this cruise. Um, I did a book signing on the holistic holiday at Sea Cruise. This was like two years ago. Fun. And yeah, it was it was a blast. And we had all the major speakers on there. We had Michael Greger, Dr. Michael Greger, who I'm just in love with, Dr. Campbell. They were all there speaking. And I forgot who it was that just made this point about how important it is to chew your food to a pace before you swallow it. And this was two years ago for me. And I, that just, for some reason, that's what I took away from that whole cruise. And it changed my life. And what does to like, a pace mean? I, that's a lot I mean, of like, chews. Like, I, I know. That's a lot of chews. I it's mean, a lot of chews. It's, it's approximately 30. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you start to notice, like, you just start to be aware. And, and you probably will after we have this conversation. Because it seems so silly. But it's, it's so different when you actually start to do it. And the amount of time it all of a sudden takes you to eat a meal like doubles or triples. How did you come up and, with 30? Well, I, that's what they said. That's what she said. I, I, I know, I've, I've known about this. I've heard of this. Like the more the, like you have, like, first of all, you, you, your saliva has enzymes that yes. are almost pre, that are yes. pre-digesting yeah. so that your, exactly. in, your stomach doesn't have to do all the work. And we, we don't do that in the United States. Mm-hmm. We chew. I've seen my husband do it. Chew, chew, swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Take the next bite as right, soon as possible. Right, right. As soon as you put it in your mouth, your eyes are on your next bite. Right. Which is kind of culturally how we are anyway. It's to the next thing, to the next well, thing. Well, it's because we have to go get on that conference call or go do that next errand or whatever it is because we're these quick moving, you right. know, fast paced society people. Right. But in if general. you chew slowly and you taste the food and you enjoy it, you eat, you wind up eating less. You, you, you also, your body will tell you it's satiated, it's full sooner. Because if you're chewing, if you chew, chew, swallow, you're gonna, you can, I did this the other night. Oh my God. I did this the other night. <laughs> I had we some, all do it all the time. I had some delicious Korean food and I was, I was hungry and I was eating too fast and then I had a tummy ache. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, go on. So we're talking about chewing to a paste. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys got it. You're exactly you're like, you're hitting home exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's like, we don't do that and we don't even notice we're not doing it. And then yes, we overstuff ourselves because by the time we realize we're full, it's 20 minutes later, like the food hasn't even gotten to the bottom of our stomachs yet. No. So 20 minutes later, we're like stuffed. I mean, we talk about being stuffed in this country so much. And it's no, nobody likes to be stuffed. It's not a really good feeling to no. have. But it's like we don't have those tools to stop when we're supposed to stop. And I'm telling you, if you focus on chewing your food, number one, you appreciate the food. Mm-hmm. You taste the food. All of a sudden, you're eating mindfully, which is that sounds a very generic thing to say. But if you say okay, but I'm just going to focus on chewing my food. That's going to turn you into a mindful eater. Oh, I was just going to say, and also not doing anything else while you're eating, mm-hmm. yeah. not watching TV, reading, being on your phone, being on Facebook. If you're with friends or family, mm-hmm. be with them. If you're alone, yes. just be mindful, as you're saying, like like taking in the food, and that's what you're doing. That's actually, don't do it while you're driving. Don't do it while you're working. <laughs> like take the time to sit with your food and be mindful with it. And Susie, I think you actually taught me this on one of our podcast episodes. I forget which one, but it was about, there was a book about how French women don't get fat. Yes. And it was one of the reasons was because they (laughs) ate 
and they took two hours to eat meals in the mm-hmm. middle of the day with friends, families, coworkers, yep. what have you. And so that's mindful eating, even if you're in a group setting, because you're appreciating the food. They're appreciating each other. Actually, more healthy to eat with friends mm-hmm. and family. Mm-hmm. That's the way we're meant to be. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Community. Yeah. We're not meant to be so solitary. I read a, a, another book recently that reinforced this. It was called Sex Before Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it goes all over that the place. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. But it, it was talking about how... You know, we're not meant to be solitary. We're not, we were we were raised in, in groups and communities and clans, and that's how we evolved. And now we're we've evolved away from that. But it is very important to eat with people if you can. And in the blue zones, where people live to be over a hundred years old, one of the common denominators is community. They never eat alone. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. cooking and preparing food is a is everybody's involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and then. And it's a celebratory thing. Yeah. And now we live these, a lot of people live these solitary lifestyles where they're mm-hmm. eating alone or they're eating at their desks mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. In the or middle in their court. car. I've eaten in the car. I've eaten in the car. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's No, a- we're all guilty of it. And I was just, I was just telling you guys, I was in Europe um, for almost a month mm-hmm. just recently. And, and wow, I mean, most, the majority of people don't even own TVs. They don't think about going home after work to sit down and watch TV and, and eat TV dinners. Wow. It's like, it's a whole different culture. And I think, you know, a big reason why we're such an obese nation is that we do have this habit of, oh, work's done. Oh, good. I get to go home and like veg, you know, yep. veg on the couch and, and watch TV and be solitary and just mindlessly eat to get rid of the days, you know, whatever's on my mind for the day. And, and that culture, if we can get out of that routine, out of that habit, it is just a routine and a habit that we have that is possible to get out of. And yeah. I totally agree. And this is a whole other episode, but that's why I ask anyone to question if that is what you look forward to at the end of your day is getting home and eating and watching TV. And that's, look, once in a while, fine, whatever. But if that's a regular day-to-day thing, then look at your life and go, what do I need to change? All right, to hear the full episode with Ella, you can go back to episode 269 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, that is it for the Healthy AF Wellness Series. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to get Healthy AF together in 2023, you know what to do. Go to foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. That is where you can learn more about what we'll be doing for four weeks together starting January 4th, 2023. Join me and other Food Heals Nation listeners, wellness warriors, experts, fun people, cool people, nice people uh, for a four-month adventure where we're going to get really, really well. We're going to get really, really healthy. Um, We're going to take four specific steps to do so and we're going to do it together we're going to keep each other accountable and then we're going to do other things as well Um, i'm really excited about it so let me take you through the quick steps as a quick reminder uh, step one will be functional medicine testing so you'll work with a functional medicine practitioner to determine your food allergies your food sensitivities and create the perfect diet supplementation plan for yourself and your body because your body is different from my body. So I can't tell you to go eat kale and quinoa if I don't know that you have an allergy to kale, right? So we're going to find those things out and then create the perfect diet for you. And of course, I have recommendations and a discount code for who to work with. You can also use your own if you're currently working with somebody. But together, we will be accountable for the diet that we're creating for ourselves. Step number two is peptide therapy. 
Peptides are my new obsession. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on because I feel like they're changing my life and helping me go next level with my health. Um, weekly peptide therapy, it's regenerative medicine. It can reduce your cravings. It suppresses your appetite. It can help you achieve your goal weight. It's regenerative in the fact that it helps anti-age you because it helps everything work in your body. So the peptides create an environment for your body to heal quickly so that your body can do what it's designed to do. Heal. Detox. So you can have your energy back. You can have your life back. You can feel good in your skin. And as you know, I have now lost a lot of weight on it. Um, I'm afraid to say how much now because it's more than 12 pounds. Um, and I don't know how much farther I'm going to keep going until I guess it's like until your body gets to its natural set point. Um, so I'm going to keep you posted, but yeah, over 12 pounds and haven't changed anything else. So these peptides are pretty amazing and I'm feeling really, really good. So that's step two. Step three is we're going to incorporate game-changing daily habits. And these are four things that will become a part of your day. So moving your body, adding more plants to your plate, drinking more water, and that is drinking half your body weight in water, uh, in ounces of water per day, and intermittent fasting. So we're going to increase the time between dinner and breakfast that we don't eat, and that allows our body to fully repair itself during that time. And these simple four practices, if you're not doing them already, will have massive results in just a short amount of time. You'll be amazed. Step four is the emotional component, the emotional healing. I'm going to help you change your relationship to food by identifying the underlying emotions that are holding you back from having the healthiest and happiest life and heal those for good right? Let's get rid of them. Let's stop the food addiction, right? Let's stop the cravings. This is really going to help with that. So between the physical and the spiritual and the emotional and the mental, we're going to do this together. And it's not going to be hard because we're going to have each other. And there's no crash dieting. There's no overnight success. These are small incremental changes that we're going to make along with the next level things that you're probably not doing yet. We're going to do them together for four months and have a complete wellness and weight loss transformation together. So there's only a little bit of time left to get the amazing discount, $400 off the entire program. And that's over at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. And the program is $497 for four months. It's pretty much a steal because you're going to have access to lots of people way smarter than me who are going to come in and do trainings for you every single week. And we're all going to help each other along this journey together. We'll meet Wednesdays. I can't wait to see you. We'll be having Zoom parties. Now, there are two ways you can come to the Zoom party. You can turn your camera on and you can be present and you can participate. Or if you just want to listen and you don't want to be present, that's okay too. Keep your camera off and listen to it like a podcast. And I encourage you to come live because it's more fun and interactive because even if you don't want to be on camera and talk or anything, that's fine. You can still type in the chat. Um, And if you can't come live, that's no problem. I will always make sure that the replays are available for you. So I would love to have you. Sign up by December 2nd before the price goes up to its regular price. That's my, I guess you could call it my Black Friday, Cyber Monday discount for you, but it's been available. It's available until December 2nd. That's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um, So yeah, I, I would love to have you join. And if you have any questions about it, please feel free to DM me at Allison Melody TV on Instagram or at Food Heals Nation on Instagram. Or you can email me at info at foodhealsnation.com, though I do get overwhelmed there sometimes, so DM is probably faster. 
and we can make sure it's right for you and make sure that you're going to get what you want out of it. Like I created this based on what people are telling me they're looking for and based on what I know works, right? So the combination of those two things means you can't lose. Like we won't lose because we're doing this together and you could do this alone. Absolutely. Go for it. But the thing that you'll be missing is the accountability and someone holding your feet to the fire to say, hey, did you put plants on your plate today? And you're like, yes. And you'll go and do it because you know that you have to tell us that you did it. <laughs> right. And so it's just the accountability point. Part of it is so amazing. Plus all the education from functional medicine practitioners. I've got experts coming in to talk about all kinds of things like intermittent fasting, like tapping, like saunas, like how to work out, how to create your own workouts, how to do the things that you want to be able to do on your own, but you're maybe not doing on your own. That's what we're going to go through and everything's going to be laid out for you. Super simple recipes if you need them. Your diet is going to be based on the functional medicine test that you get back. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your existing diet, you're going to add more plants to your plate, and then you're going to take out anything that you have food allergies to or food sensitivities to. And then we're going to add in more and more nutrition until your diet is totally optimized. But we'll do it slowly. If you're like, Ali, I eat um, sugar and dairy every day and I can't go cold turkey. No problem. You're not going cold turkey. We'll do it slowly but surely. But as you're doing the other things, it's going to cut the cravings and make it easier because if you're doing drinking half your body weight in water and ounces per day, you're not going to eat as much. You're going to be full from the water and you're also going to pee a lot, but you're also going to be detoxing all the bad stuff, which is going to make you not want to have all the bad stuff right? If you're doing the peptides, you're going to have less hunger and less cravings, right? And so you're not going to be eating as big of portions. So you can get away with some of the little, you know, let's say things that you want to have in moderation because you're eating smaller portions, right? So all this stuff, I will explain it to you. We will go through it in depth. We will help each other. You can have accountability buddies in the group. I'll be your accountability buddy for four months starting January 4th. I really hope to see you there, Food Heals Nation. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.